0: hello welcome to the conversations with jason campbell and henrietta galena
1: hi
0: hello henrietta how are you
1: still in lockdown surviving trying to thrive how are you
0: i am okay these are the dog days of summer but you know we are i'm at least doing fine my mental health is pretty okay and i gotta tell you it's been a very productive time for me i've been getting a lot done I I have to tell you as well that I am anticipating September like I usually do, like the first day of school. And so I'm doing my house cleaning in order to get prepared for then. Not to say that life is going to be as usual as it is in September, but nonetheless, you know, we, we, we live by cycles and patterns.
1: Indeed. Yeah. I mean... I'm probably not as optimistic as you, because I think the rest of the country is really trending in the wrong direction. So I think that September could be a lot of push, pull, stop, start. Um, but I guess more immediately, this weekend specifically, has been quite relaxing. going to watch Black is King in a minute, and, uh, and it's James Baldwin's birthday. So I think to honour that, I'm going to revisit some stories to soothe my mental health and frame what's happening right now so I think that's uh
0: well that's bringing me some joy (laughs) yes Baldwin always gives me joy I may have to maybe spend a part of the day rereading Giovanni's room as I often do as well but let's dive into this week's topic and um and uh, this is this was born out of myriad things it's born out of certainly a lot of the issues that we have discussed in recent times, and for me it was really it was really born out of this time that we're really calling for change but before i go too deeply let's raise the question the question is has the fashion industry lost its center and um i hope that's not oddly worded Uh, i'm quite clear where i'm coming from with that but i hope that's not oddly worded that's okay
1: yeah i think so because i think that um There's a duality to the question that I think makes it pertinent to what's happening right now, which is, you know, you often specifically talk about the lack of a central nervous centre or system or leadership in this time. And so it really lends itself to that piece of it. But also, I think there is a moral argument in it, too, where we talk about has fashion lost its centre, i.e., you know, that sort of moral centre, I think, is also part of it. It's North Star, it's reason for being, the reason why we're all in it, the reason why we really put our blood, sweat and tears into an industry that we really believe is the arbiter of culture and has real cultural significance. So I think that there's a duality that makes this make sense. So I like it, I think it works, but there's a lot of rhetoric around, like, has fashion lost its way, has it lost its direction, you know, so on and so forth. So however you want to word it ultimately we're talking around the same frameworks but I think the phrasing here works for what we're about to dive into and why
0: this question was important to me in the face of all the changes that we're that we're asking for in the fashion industry as um as Anna Wintour had said reflecting on the ethics of this industry and I'll add as it as it concerns favoritism nepotism racism etc um my feeling is that we have the fashion industry you know as it was defined by let's say american vogue magazine in the past um is no longer that has been fractured that has been disrupted and now that we're asking for all of these significant structural cultural changes in the industry uh it does beg to the question well who leads this change where are where is that center that we're going for change and in many ways the center uh if we're to consider that one still there's a semblance of one that still exists that center is still the status quo so are we going to that status quo for those changes so i just feel that it really it's a very murky it's a very very murky situation um in the face of all of these changes that we're asking for. And I would love to get a better sense for myself. You know, I'm asking that question really of myself from my observation of this industry over the last thirty years. And I'm a little I'm I'm confounded in many ways.
1: Yeah, I think that the challenge with fashion is that optically over the last few decades it's been almost oversimplified. The idea of fashion has been has been quite a simple one, and I think now what we 're finding in recent times is that it's incredibly complicated. There are a number of issues, challenges, problems, both you know systemic and and psychological and just on like a human level that have been unearthed in in the recent weeks, months we've always known a lot of them. So when I say unearthed, I mean for all to see whether there is isn't a cover for anyone to say, wow, we really didn't know about this. That's kind of what I talk about when I mean unearthed. Um, and so I think that that really has disrupted the status quo where you know there's a hierarchy and there's a way things work and there is a way things happen. All of that has been really upended in in a much more democratic way so therefore who is the person or people or group leading that charge there's also like a distrust of traditional establishment or authoritarian figures so that really factors into it in terms of like well who is leading that charge because the people that we have entrusted to do so have proven to not be the best people to lead us and usher us into a new change but also I guess also the fact that fashion in a way has kind of lost its luster in a way a lot of what optically fashion was, was very much about a dream and escapism and a level of creativity that sort of transcended a lot of the things that we're sort of looking at. So I think just the brass tacks of like, how is change going to happen and what does this new industry look like so that it actually works for the people in it and the planet that the industry is on and the people in it. it all feels very counter to the idea or past ideas of fashion. And ultimately, The changes that we say we want to see at the moment I think feel so counter to the way that fashion's been set up, the way that fashion's run, the way that fashion has been for so long. There is so much information, it's so complicated and it's so murky and convoluted that yeah, has it lost its center? Absolutely, but I think that's kind of where we should be at this point because there are so many things on the table to try well, to assess what's going on.
0: But I, I, I actually find that these, um, the structural uh, part of this conversation or the structural part of the industry, let's say, I find that I, I'm, I'm focused really on that because the industry has been, you know, focused on bottom line pursuits. It's been focused on market share dominance. It's been focused on fast fashion, you know, getting trends into the marketplace quite quickly. Uh, But now, and I'm going to use Anna Wintour's word in in a statement that she recently put out when she got some criticism on Vogue's role in the industry over the last few decades, let's say, and she said that, yes, it's time to have the emphasis be on luxury and creativity and craft and I thought that was like well yeah I mean let's be honest I mean the fashion industry was uh, originally predicated on those values anyway um I it's sad that those values sort of went by the wayside but they went by the wayside so significantly so significantly and had an economic pursuits really dominate the industry over this time how do you go back? How do you go back? I keep talking about shrinkage. I keep talking about the industry needs to shrink and, you know, brands need to just like accept the less and it should not be, we shouldn't be uh, lauding the, the revenues of $3 billion from any one fashion house um, for, for one year. Like those kind of pursuits I find to be the wrong direction. But again, who's going to restructure this? What center? What core? helps to redirect this industry into the more better values area, if you will. Um, how does that happen? And that's why this centering question really becomes a head-scratcher in light of um, not there, being, there not being a, a clear successor for Anna Wintour, for example. Not to say that we need a single individual to lead the industry going forward. We see you know where, where that led us in this era, where that led us to this very time. So I'm not necessarily proposing that, but leadership is still a powerful thing. Leadership is still needed in any area of work. So again, who helps to take us into this new direction?
1: Well, I would challenge you on a couple of points there, really, because I think when you say how are we to go back, I think that ultimately we need to move forward. And I think that's probably the challenge, because fashion, despite being or seeming incredibly progressive, at its core, it has had problems evolving, like evolving past the big themes that were central, you know, three, five decades ago and evolving into what's important today. So for instance, to your Anna Winter point about what she said about craft and creativity leading, yes, but so many other things also like, We have to think about how we do that sustainably because the by any means necessary approach wasn't working it wasn't sustainable on a human level it wasn't sustainable from an environmental level you know the industry has become the number two pollutant in the entire world which is huge we also have to think about um you reference luxury what does that mean today i think that we particularly in the pandemic and the racial fallout have realized that luxury doesn't necessarily just mean high price point items. you know we know that environmentally, for instance, or in terms of the machinations of as to how luxury actually happens, there's an increasing number of items that are made without the luxury practices it's just markup, but also we know that we can live with so much less there's all of these other themes that I think are important and more prevalent in our times, how people are treated going to work without racist practices without toxic workspaces without sexism like though it's what she's talking about isn't really accounting for what we value now as a society so i think ultimately when those things that feel a bit less tangible like you know truth and transparency and equity when those things become the forefront and the industry isn't just driven by money and greed and clicks and traffic to site and performance I think that's when the change will happen. So even in Anna Winter's statement, as you've named it, it doesn't account for the things that actually should be driving fashion in order for it to thrive in a post-pandemic, sort of progressive future state.
0: Well, I don't, I, I don't want to get too caught up in the the nuanced definition of luxury and that that sort of thing. But I'm speaking more towards, let's say, uh, historically, fashion designers. You know, think of. Chanel think of Versace think of even Christian Lacroix Uh, fashion designers had an aesthetic direction at one time you know they told stories through their designs and they also had a clear a really clear brand identity you know and and that speaks to the creativity that I'm speaking about it's sort of counter to where fashion had ended up in that every designer was um following the next by making a luxury sweatshirt or making sneakers and that kind of thing it's more about Speaking to fashion to the fashion industry, being a creative industry and and, 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 and being uh, creativity uh, with originality and innovation and those sort of things that I think that have been largely um, a lot of it has been sort of left by the the wayside and let 's be honest i mean we 've been speaking about fashion not really standing for much for a very long time you know we 've been speaking about that, and I think that in this pandemic, now that all of these issues have been you know just sort of like Right in, has everyone has been confronted with these issues? I think those those conversation then becomes more layered, and then more is asked of what has transpired in recent times, and, and again, and therefore now we're at this point. How are we going to redirect that? So I I want to be careful that we're not you know we're not just getting caught up in the politics of luxury and creativity, but the actual just in the, the expression of creativity, if you will. And luxury
1: um yes, that is a factor, and we've we've definitely spoken about it. I think you know when we speak about is creativity diametrically opposed to profitability, that is the whole conversation, so yes, I think when we start putting creativity in the driver's seat and not just greed or or making money we'll we'll see changes but i I don't think that the lack of creativity is the core of the issue. That's kind of what I'm saying, because I think even if we get back to that creative nucleus, that is one of the core tenants of fashion, we have to look at the other things that make fashion work as a sort of progressive industry. And I think that's what I'm talking about. It it has been so largely overlooked because we're looking at the catwalks and we're looking at what's in store, and we're looking at who heads these houses and, and the dream of it all. Whereas I think what we've seen is that actually over the past sort of, you know, 30 years at least, our focus is our energy on that area. And then as it shifts more so to money, there's a whole other arena of issues that haven't been addressed that I think has made fashion really feel quite radioactive in many ways. So I do think that that needs real equity in this conversation when we talk about like has fashion lost its core because ultimately you can't talk about creativity and 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 everyone having a point of view and putting out clothes that mean something or that have a specific creative direction that honors the tenets of what fashion are without talking about how that comes about which is really sustainability and human rights and all of that sort of thing and then when you talk about everyone having a point of view we're talking about whose point of view so you can't talk about that without talking about equity in terms of who's in these businesses and who's being seen. So I think that's what I'm saying. I think that everything that has historically been a challenge that we're trying to get back to, like creativity, now has a dual component to it, which is very much like, okay, but what about the human element to that thing that used to be fashion? Does that make sense?
0: Well, it does, but I think that you're just creating a, a a more disparaging picture of what it looks like out there, not necessarily speaking to this center question, you know. I think you're speaking to all the to myriad fissures in this industry, but again, who are who is being called upon to help in the change making Surrounding these issues. That's what I'm trying to. Maybe my vantage is a bit rigid because I came up in this industry where, in spite of all the issues, and trust me, I've had issues the entire way along. But in spite of all the issues, we understood how the industry worked. We understood that there were fashion bodies from the Camera della Moda to the to the um, CFDA to the Chambre Syndicale, like. There were bodies in these cities and in these countries. Uh, Vogue America was the representative sort of body and things were disseminated down and you know designers were stratified and so forth. All a, a lot of a lot of terrible things in that I have to say but again we knew how things work you know. If Anna was the head of the snake at least we knew that she was the head of the snake and what the values that came with that were. But in lieu of that, in lieu of that again how do we turn is it is it about power to the people like you know let's be honest we've seen a lot we've also been involved in creating initiatives and we've seen a lot of like empowered fashion professionals in these months, putting out initiatives erecting councils and so on and so forth, in order to help out with the changes that need to take place, but again in that conversation we've spoken about it here there's still a leadership issue and there's still a nucleus issue. And yes, while I think we can enact change in different areas and so forth, can we think of this industry as like a industry-wide thing ever again? Or does that doesn't really apply?
1: I think when we talk about systemic issues, there's a major distrust of the system. The system is not working for all of us, so therefore, there is a more democratic idea of how we move forward so by virtue of that there isn't a clear hierarchy mm. because it's been democratized i think that the anna winters or the cfda's or the della moda's or the you know the more traditional establishment or traditional gatekeepers or authoritarian figures everyone's looking at them sideways so ultimately are they the ones to usher in this new change and to like scoop up all the problems and and really try to look at them and and solve them partially yes because they're still the power structure they still hold a large concentration of the power but it's not really up to them because they've proven that they don't know how to do it I think it's the same when when we talk about fashion press it's like isn't part of the free press and fashion journalism about not just covering the consensus but uncovering what we should know and what we should be thinking about so i even find the idea that you know there's all of this media around the racial fallout let's say or the sustainability challenges i find that to be really interesting because these things have been happening and not been covered so i think that what we've seen now is that the status quo hasn't really been working and we need new blood we need new ideas we need new bodies in these spaces to try to reconcile that. It looks a lot more democratic. It is a lot more egalitarian. And so by virtue of that, I don't know if there necessarily can be a centre because then aren't we just going back to those hierarchical structures which were problematic in the first place, but then maybe it's not the hierarchical structure in and of itself. Maybe it was the people in those structures.
0: Well, that's, a, I mean, that's a good point. And I mean, and you seem to be speaking to segments of the industry as opposed to a system, an overarching system, which for all intents and purposes, it seems to be uh, the direction that we're moving in because uh, the industry has been so splintered. I don't know that it, it makes sense or if it's, if it's in anyone's interest to really kind of create that unified um, force again.
1: But I think what we've seen is that when we have almost these like monoliths, we've seen that it doesn't really work because there are way too many blind spots. So, you know, it's almost unrealistic to say, okay, one governing body or one entity, one huge giant person is going to, you know, hold a large portion of power because it's just been proven that any one thing has too many blind spots, unless within that, there is a huge democracy, which, you
0: know. Well, you know, uh, someone had uh, spoken to um, the ceasing of cohesive conversation in, in fashion. Is that what you're speaking to then? Are you, are, you, are you essentially saying that we may not ever be able to have that kind of cohesive conversation and speaking about this industry as a whole because it's been irrevocably uh, fractured? Is, is that essentially um... what you're saying?
1: Yes and no. I think that there's going to be, I think we're going to get to a good place of consensus. I'm actually quite optimistic. And I think the challenges around fashion have almost been so egregious that it's going to be very, I'm very optimistic that we're going to reach a consensus like fashion should be more sustainable. Fashion should have less toxic workplaces. Fashion should be definitely not racist like I think that ultimately the large consensus themes are going to be like easy to get to because you know where it has been has been so insidious and so egregious for so long but I think within that we're definitely going to have very different camps who talk about different ways in which to get to x because a we can't even agree on what x is right so within the sustainability movement there's a school of thought that like well fashion is making stuff so there's just no way that it's going to be like carbon neutral and like everything's going to be offset and that you know we're going to be able to govern and monitor every single person that's making every single piece of every single garment so they're leaving room for for error they're leaving room for some damage they're leaving room for what they call realism then there's some people that are like no the sum should be zero like anything that we take out of the earth we have to put into the earth everything has to be neutral we have to it has to be about innovation and new technologies and new materials and new sourcing and new, you know so there's so many ways to skin a cat you know when we talk about the racial fallout we're talking about equity but i mean we've seen whether it's intercommunity or whether it's just in fashion generally There's no consensus of how to get there. And so I think that we're going to see that across the board when we talk about all of these large themes that that are having a reckoning. And so I think there'll be almost like an ideological restructuring of fashion and what that means, which will give us some sort of centre. But in terms of the machinations of how it works, I don't think it's going to be like a governing body like the CFDA and like a key gatekeeper that is anna winter and a key media publication that's like vogue i think that you know the key media will be many medias whether it's traditional establishment individuals opinion based blogs influencers and i think that the same will happen with the racial component with the sustainable component because there there just isn't a central nervous system anymore and what we've seen of the central nervous system or what is left of the central nervous system that we call the establishment is largely untrusted and has proven that they're not really the ones to pick up the slack and make this work because they haven't well, historically.
0: But you're 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 almost saying it's like, oh it sounds very kumbaya, I have to say, Henrietta, it sounds like, oh, we're all just gonna link arms and like, you know, just work on our respective segments and like it will all come together at some point and 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 yes and, and, and changes I didn't say well, that. Well, but that's, that's, that's kind of the way that I'm feeling because, you know, you're speaking about the voices that are going to participate in change, but Henrietta, there has been, there's a dearth, and we've, we've discussed this in this forum as well, there's a dearth of critical thought in this industry, i.e. journalists critical journalists, journalists who are not compliant in their take on this industry, there's a dearth of those journalists that can even, you know, offer that credible voice in this conversation. So while, you know, while you're speaking to, um, to a democratization, and of course that democratization is here, I do recognize that. I mean, let's be honest, influencers are a huge part of this um, democratization. And let's be honest, influencers Are are probably going to be more of a dominant voice in this fashion space than not. And also, you know, as I said, I've, I've outlined how the critics have been supplanted in this space. So in many ways, we're going forward without the authority. We may have voices who are, who are, who is leveling their opinion, but in terms of authority, we're not necessarily speaking to those authority existing in that conversation.
1: Well, I I don't think the authority will look the same. And I think that authority Mm. is ultimately subjective. That's kind of my point. And I think that I wasn't speaking to a kumbaya future by any means. I was really speaking ideologically and strategically. We've seen it's messy as fuck. I'm not saying that it's without its challenges. And I'm not saying that all things carry merit. I'm just kind of projecting how I see it shaking out ultimately from an ideological and like strategic standpoint, like this is what it could look like and is likely to look like given where we are right now, given what I know right now. Um, I don't say that from a point of view that I'm like, this is best case scenario and it's going to work so beautifully. And it's going to like, I, I'm i not really kind of imparting any kind of come by judgment on what that looks like specifically or how that feels. Um, but I do think that we are just in an age where everything is really subjective. That's just the way that it is. I think when you look at even media specifically, right, to your point, you know, so many people's heads have rolled. <laughs> and then you have someone like Anuenta who's like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere because I don't feel I have to. So it is all subjective. You have literally people who um, are going into authoritarian roles because they can you have people who are writing things and and coming up with things because they can or they feel they have to whether that's wrong or right so i just think that there is a huge a huge democratization in how we're moving forward that really negates not the need but i think negates that central nervous system and and we see that the the core establishment in fashion are actually looking to the consensus and are looking to these people who have authority outside of the establishment to figure out how to do this. So it just doesn't look the same. I don't think authority will look the same. I don't think the establishment will look the same. Um, But I do also believe that there are people that will like step into those roles like, okay. To your point about Anna Winter not having a successor, I think that will be bestowed on someone. Whether it's whether they're groomed for that role, whether Anna Winters appointed them or not, I think that will you know whether it's an Eva Chen or a Lindsay People's Wagner or a um, Samira. Like I, it could be a number of people. Well, it will just be bestowed upon them because also that's the way that fashion does work. I think people are so used to things being hierarchical. We see that in the influencer space, we see that in the branded space, we see that in the media space. One always has to rise to almost like guide us or tell us what to do, um, even if that's just lip service, just to make us feel better. Do,
0: do you know what well, I mean? Well, well, yeah, and 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 that may sound more of a a tangible paradigm to me, at least that it follows a format that is understood. You know, it removes some of the anarchic. Um, you know, feelings about, uh, about the space, about the space going forward. Because I don't think that there's any, I don't think there's any shortage of, and I'll quote Anna Wintour again, I don't think there's any shortage of, quote, rethinking our values. We're, we're clearly rethinking our values as it, as it pertains to this industry. And as she says, rethink what it's, what the industry stands for, the amount of excess, the amount of waste, the amount of money and the excess that she speaks to. Yes, we're all, we're all rethinking that. And she's, yeah, she's, she's, Thank Making this statement saying that she's going to be a part of the, the reshaping of the industry and after these values are, are, are rethought and, and reimagined but um, I, I don't necessarily think that she's going to have the opportunity to do that as um, on her own sort of on her own platform that as you said there's a, there's a wider participation in this but again I don't think that there's clear there's still clear leadership in executing a lot of thought a lot of ideas I think everyone is in um, uh, sharing the it's an agreement that the changes need to take place. But again, I don't think that that clear cut uh, leadership is there and as you said, yes, I mean, someone may be assigned to that role. That may very well happen. And in many ways, maybe we're saying the same thing. Someone probably should be assigned to that role. Someone (laughs) to give it the hope that it may be realized and that we're not just experiencing a lot of noise and then a chorus that is drowning out really ultimately the changes that should be taking place.
1: Um, well, that's not what I meant when I meant it will be assigned. I, I, I kind of liken it to the monarchy. You know, at one point in time, the monarchy had real responsibilities and carried real weight in terms of what happened in people's Lives, like their day to day lives, their trajectory, what happened to the country, what happened to uh, national relations and international relations. And what we've seen increasingly is that power has become less concentrated and now they're figureheads, right? So I'm kind of speaking to that. I think that the concentration of power is being democratized in a way that whoever becomes that figurehead won't necessarily be what Anna Winter has been to fashion over the last so, four or five decades. I also think that we're not really accounting for other cultural elements like, for instance, call-out culture, right, or cancel culture. So I do believe that fashion will largely move to a consensus. Like, I think everyone's going to want to be on the right side of everything. And that will, between the democratization of power, between really strong vehicles like cancel culture and call-out culture, um, and then the fact that, you know, establishment have proven themselves to not be you know because that will seem disingenuous which then opens you up to call out culture and cancel culture i think that the industry will be governed by consensus and i think that almost might be the central nervous system that makes this work it's like what's the consensus you know like right now the consensus is don't be racist right there's no roadmap. it's just a consensus mostly because of fear right because people don't want to be called out they don't want to be cancelled they don't want to lose any more money they don't want to you know there's always these like reasons not to be something versus like wanting to actually do it for the right reasons and and really standing your power and say this is we're doing it because we're good we're doing it at some level of personal cost we're doing at some level of economic cost because it's the right thing to do that's this is what the industry should look like what we're seeing largely is that in the race fallout, people are like, I don't want to be called out. I don't want to be cancelled. I don't want to be labeled a racist. I don't want people to not like me. I don't want people to not buy my product. So I do think that consensus is going to be the ruler. It is going to be the Twitter mob. It is going to be Instagram. It is going to be Facebook. It is going to be pressures of advertising. It is going to be the pressures of X and Y and Z. So I, I think that probably might be the barometer and that central nervous system that you're talking about, you know, that has been missing for so long, which has huge implications. I'm aware, but I I just feel like that's probably where it's moving towards more so than any people that will have outsized power.
0: Well, um, (laughs) in absence of being able to offer um my an opinion as to what that may look like i'm willing to leave this conversation here on that note that um the center going forward is going to be led by consensus let's let's leave that let's leave that hanging out there (laughs) it is
1: simply a proposition right it's a proposition (laughs) and we'll see we'll definitely see you're right
0: well this was very this was a fascinating conversation um henrietta really just just in having it with you it's even um welling up more questions for myself on the industry as a whole and i'm sure some of them will will find their way into this discussion so we will revisit this we will revisit this because the, the reshaping the reframing is supposed to be happening as we speak
1: <laughs> yes for and sure on
0: that and on that note we will catch you the next time
1: I you bye It's my time for something.